Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to the Gospel of John chapter 10, where the image of the shepherd and his sheep is given to us in great detail. And we want to try to work through this chapter over the next few Sunday mornings. Uh, some of you are familiar with the image of the shepherd and his sheep out of the out of the Old Testament. Uh, Psalm twenty three is familiar to you. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Or Isaiah forty, verse eleven. He will come and feed his flock like a shepherd and gently gather the lambs into his bosom. These are familiar passages. I want us to look at the New Testament fulfillment of these shepherd images in the Old Testament, how they're fulfilled in Christ. John 10, uh, I'm going to read verses 1 through 6. We didn't have room for it all on the board, but... John 10, verse 1, Truly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold or the enclosure by the door but climbs in another way, he's, that man's a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd. And to him the gatekeeper or the porter opens. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name. He leads them out. And when he's brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow, for they know his voice. A stranger they won't follow, but they will flee from him, for they don't know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech, or this parable, Jesus used with them, even though they didn't understand what he was saying to them. The, The them is the Pharisees that he has been... Uh, interacting with in chapter 9. Now, uh, give me the uh, picture of the enclosure. Uh, this, this is a rendering, uh, some artists said this is, this is what a first century sheepfold might look like. You would have an enclosure and the shepherd might go into the village for supplies and he would leave a porter or a gatekeeper there. Uh, Sometimes they would even put uh, two or three different flocks in these enclosures and the shepherd would come in the morning and he would simply speak and call for his sheep and they they would recognize their shepherd and they would follow him. And he would lead them out of the enclosure, out of the sheepfold. So this is the kind of image that Jesus would be using, uh, familiar to people in his day, not so much to us. There is a passage in the Old Testament that I think Jesus is also fulfilling. It's in the book of Ezekiel when God is upset with the shepherds of Israel, the religious leaders. And he says, Ezekiel 34, verse 4, to these shepherds, he says, The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not helped, and the straying you have not brought back 
and the lost you have not sought. So the sheep were scattered because there was no shepherd. See, one of the things a shepherd does is he he helps the sheep. He keeps them uh, gathered together. He protects them. If they wander off, he seeks and brings them back. That's one of the things that we try to do is uh, some of you got flyers this week. Uh, Some of you got emails or Facebook messages uh, trying to reach out because that is our role. I hope that you don't get annoyed with us, but that's one of the things we want to do. That's why we want your address. We want to know where you are because one of the things about sheep is you got to keep up with them. So that's what we want to do. We want to know where you are. We want to stay after you. We want you to gather in and worship with us. Um, so, But these shepherds in Ezekiel's day did not do that. So here's what Ezekiel, uh, what God says through Ezekiel the prophet. He said, Ezekiel 34, 11. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. I'm going to come down and do it myself. I'm not going to entrust the ultimate shepherding and securing of my sheep and into safety uh, to human hands. Uh, which, by the way, ultimately your salvation does not rest with the pastor. Hallelujah. <laughs> Some of you are like, thank God. <laughs> but ultimately, it rests with the shepherd. He, the shepherd, is responsible for you. Um, and I wanted to just, I, I don't know if you have a King James Version or not, but in John chapter 10... Uh, sometimes they put the words of Jesus in red. And if, if you have one of those, then you'll notice that most of John chapter 10 is in red. These are the words of Jesus to us. And we want to uh, go over these uh, in these verses and see what Jesus himself would say. Now, let's begin with the, uh, this simple question. Uh, But who are the sheep? Who is it that he is coming to rescue? And it might seem simple, but not quite so much. Because notice that these sheep have been enclosed. And he refers to them down in verse 9. He says, I'm the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and go in and out and find pasture. They don't seem to be necessarily saved. The sheep are guarded and kept. And then look down for further uh, point on this in verse 27 and 28. He says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life. So here are sheep that he knows, and they don't even have eternal life at this point. He gives them eternal life, 
and then they follow him and he keeps them. But notice how that they, they are sheep before they are saved, sheep before they have eternal life. And if you'll notice in verse 26, John 10, 26, he says, you do not believe, he's interacting with the Pharisees here, he says, you do not believe because you are not my sheep. And notice that he does not say, you are not my sheep because you don't believe. Rather, he says, you don't believe because you're not my sheep. I think that's amazing. So who are these sheep? Well, we would say the church uh, has always said that there is a people whom God knows who they are and that they are the chosen people, and especially if you think about it in terms of the Jewish people, the chosen people, but that the sheep don't just include the chosen people, the Jews, but Gentiles also. Let me give you this verse. Ephesians 1.4 says that we are chosen before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world, God chose us. See, God didn't just start his saving plan when we were born or when Christ came, but from time in eternity, he planned things out. He knew who he was coming for, Jesus did, and he was coming for his sheep. Or listen to this verse, John 17, verse 2 uh, Jesus says, you have given him, that is uh, him, Jesus, God has given him authority over all flesh, all humanity, so that he may then give eternal life to all whom you, the Father, has given to him. The Father has assigned some to him. The Father has given some people to Jesus, and those are his sheep, and Jesus comes to save those sheep. We, we attended a beautiful wedding yesterday, Craig and Jan's uh, little girl. I, I call her a little girl, uh, Abby. And then um, the now son-in-law, Big Ken. <laughs> and it was so beautiful and, and touching. And uh, there were a couple of moments that's just uh, so moving. One at the end when they said, you may kiss the bride and, and Ken. He, he plays our violin usually. Uh, he's uh, a little distracted today. So, uh, But uh, you may kiss the bride. And so she comes to about right here on him. So he picked her up bodily. So they were face to face and he kissed her passionately. And I thought, that's awesome. (laughs) And then he slowly set her down. He reached and grabbed a big white cowboy hat and put it on and they marched out. So that was, that was a great point in the ceremony, but, but the most moving for me 
was when Craig, the father, and Craig, I, I, I'm sure you won't mind me just saying a word, but when the father gave the bride to this young man, you could see in Craig's face the, the feeling, the poignancy, and the, the, the depth of emotion that he was giving her to him to be, he's, she, he, she's entrusted to him. He's to care for her. He's to provide for her. You could feel that. When Jesus said, you've given him authority over all humanity to give eternal life to all that you, Father, have given to me. The Father has given a bride to Jesus. He, here they are sheep. They, he's given sheep to Jesus. He's their shepherd. And it's an entrusting to him. And Jesus has come to find and to save and give his life for those sheep. And that is what John 10 is about. Some have said that the key to John 10 is going to be found in chapter 9. I thought, what is that about? What has caused Jesus' discourse on John 10 is what happened in the event of John 9. So if you want to understand John 10, this is part of the conversation he's having with the Pharisees that doesn't end in John 9. Here's what happened in John 9. He comes across a blind man from his birth. In the first two or three verses, the disciples say, who sinned? Man, how do we explain this? And Jesus says, it's not the sin issues, not the parents' fault or the boys' fault. This, he is like this so the glory of God can be displayed. That's why he's like this. Wow. In other words, it's, and Jesus said, we must work the works of God. So he reaches down and he spits on the ground and forms a, a little moist poultice and puts it on his eyes and says, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Now, the, the problem with that is that is called healing to the Jews. And you are not to heal and specifically there's Jewish rules, prohibition against for, uh, making a poultice and placing it on your body on the Sabbath day. So John 9 verse 14 says, and it was the Sabbath day. Oh, great. The disciples, I'm sure, are thinking, couldn't he wait 24 hours to do this? So the Pharisees call him in. This, this man who's been healed. And they say, look, he has spit and made mud, formed clay, put it on your eyes. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over to John 9 and just read a portion of John 9, starting in verse 19. They go to the parents first. Is this your son who you say was born blind? How does he now see? John 9, verse 20. His parents said, we know this is our son and that he was born blind, but how he now sees, we don't know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He's of age. He can speak for himself. For his parents, John 9, 22, 
said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews agreed that if anyone confesses Jesus was the Messiah, he was to be put out of the synagogue. So his parents said, ask him. John 9, 24. So the second time they called the man who had been blind and said, Give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. See, he's, made, he's worked on the Sabbath. He's done healing on the Sabbath. Verse 25, he says, Well, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I can see. Now that's a pretty good argument. And he says, verse 26, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He said, I've told you already and you wouldn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples? (laughs) Yeah. See, he's got a little attitude now. In verse 28, they reviled him saying, you're his disciple. We're disciples of Moses. We know God spoke to Moses, but as for this man, we don't know where he comes from. So they then bring this man in and they excommunicate him from the synagogue. And John 9 and verse 35 says this. And Jesus heard they had cast him out. And having found him, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? Notice he went and found him. Remember Ezekiel 34? What are you false shepherds doing? You're not seeking the lost. You're not helping them. You're not ministering to them and bringing them in. So I myself am going to come down there and do this. So Jesus... God incarnate goes and finds this one that was cast out. And he says, do you believe? See, he's a sheep. He hadn't believed yet, but he's sheep. I'm going to look for my sheep, my people. And I'm going to cause faith to arise. And he says, who is he? Verse 36, who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? He doesn't even know who Jesus is at this point. And Jesus said, you have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. (laughs) And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped. Now, this man was a sheep who who had believed after Jesus came and identified himself to him. He had revealed himself to him. He sought him out. That's why that... John 10, 26 said that you don't believe because you're not my sheep. One of the things that sheep do is they believe in Jesus as their Messiah. How do you know if you're a sheep? Are you willing to believe in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord? Are you willing to embrace his death on the cross as your sacrifice before God? As your basis for atonement and forgiveness? Do you need him like a sheep needs a shepherd? And do you feel like this man who has been, who was afflicted in his life, rejected by society and by religion, that you believe that basically all you have in your whole life is Jesus Christ? The, 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 shep, the shepherd, uh, the sheep only has a shepherd. And a few other sheep surrounding him, that's about it. And when he comes, he says, my sheep will hear 
my voice. Uh, verse John ten three, he calls his own and leads them out. So, if you give me that that uh, picture again, so the shepherd will go. Here's the porter, the gatekeeper. Here's the surround, and the shepherd will go and call his sheep, and they will follow him out of the protection of this enclosure. But those sheep have something, an instinct in them, an ability to recognize their shepherd. Uh, I want to illustrate this um, we had a a, a malfunction of a sewer pump in the bottom floor of the church on Bristol Road, and uh, ultimately we found out that uh, some a child had put a toy in it. <laughs> so yeah, that messed it up. But we just had that pump put in about six to eight weeks before by a very reputable company. And uh, I couldn't remember who had done it. I couldn't remember what their name was. Because I, I was just going to call them, have them come back out, because I knew it was under warranty. So, so I, I, I saw, um, I was trying to think, and I was, I was asking some people, and, and uh, I saw a, a van with a, a sewer and plumbing advertisement on the side. I thought, no, that's not it. It's not it. And then, I, and I saw a note. So over two or three days, I kept thinking, who was that that we called? They'll have our information. And one day I was right up here at the, cor- at the corner of Linden and Lennon. And I was sitting at the red light. And right across from me was a van. And on the side, it said, Terry Allen. Bingo! I immediately recognized it. That was it. I called them up. They had all our information. Came over, retrieved the toy, and we, of course, gave it back to the children to play with. And so all was good. All is good. <laughs> and I, I thought that is the way we are with the shepherd and the sheep. The sheep have something in them. There's a discontent. Something's not right in me. And somebody will say, well, it's, it, what it is is this. You just need to do this. And, and we'll consider it. And, ah, it's not it. Or something else and we'll consider that. And one day, Jesus in his loveliness and beauty is presented to us. And something clicks. Bingo! That is it. I've been looking for Jesus, the Messiah of Israel. I have found him whom the prophets have spoke. And all of a sudden, all your suffering, you're like the blind man, that your suffering, as its core explanation, is your election. And that that is what has caused you to be open to the Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) Your suffering has meaning. 
So Jesus has come for his people. Jesus dies for his people. Jesus secures his people. Later on, and we're not going to do it today. I want to do a whole sermon on it. He says in verse uh, 27, they hear my voice. See, there's something clicks in them. I know them. They follow me and I give them eternal life and they'll never perish. Hello. See, and y'all thought once saved, always saved was a Baptist doctrine. No, Jesus taught it. Maybe Jesus was a Baptist. <laughs> I'll let you decide that. But, all right, let's summarize this. I've got, I want to do the four or five things here at the end now. First, who's the shepherd in John 10? And uh, give me the, the shepherd is Jesus the Messiah. Fulfillment of the predictions of the Old Testament about the shepherd coming for his sheep. Number two, who are the sheep in John 10? They are not Christians. They are the chosen people. Some are Christians. Some will become Christians. That, that may be a new concept to some of you. But Ephesians 1.4, he chose us before the foundation of the world. God knows who we are. Jesus has come to save those whom God has given to him. Christ loved the church and he died for it. I, I just finished reading the Psalms. And Psalm 135, verse 1, says, Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, you servants of the Lord. Praise the Lord. He's so good. Sing to his name. And then he tells the reason why. For the Lord has chosen Israel as his own. Have you ever sung? He says, Sing to the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Sing to... Have you ever sung to him because he has chosen you and that you were his before you were born, even though you didn't know it, and he came for you? He sought you out when nobody else would. (laughs) And then... What is the sheepfold? Put that one up. What is the sheepfold? What is this enclosure that he leads us out of? That's the old covenant structure. He's come for his sheep. In the light of John 9 is the background. Jesus has come to lead them out of the old covenant into the new covenant in a relationship of following him. You You know what Christianity is in the new covenant? It can be reduced to one word. It is Jesus. That's it. For all the old covenant, he, he says, just follow me. I'm replacing all that. See, there was a protection of the old covenant until Jesus comes. Now you don't need the stone wall protection. Now you have your shepherd. Hallelujah. Galatians 3.23 says, Before faith came, we were captive under the law. And the law was our guardian till Christ came that we might be justified by faith. But now that the faith has come, we're no longer under the guardian, no longer in that enclosure. For in Christ we are sons of God, children of God through faith. Until Christ we were guarded. 
by the laws. Now we have our shepherd. Who's the porter or the gatekeeper? Put that one up. I hold that to be Moses. Now, I won't fuss with you about it, and I don't have a verse on it, but that is my guess. Moses, like the law, he was the gatekeeper. And then finally, what does it mean that he leads them out? Because John 10 verse 3 says, says that the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. It means he's leading them out like in John 9, the blind man healed. He's leading them out of the synagogue for the church, leading them out of the law of Moses for the grace of Christ, leading them out of tradition to relationship with Christ, leading them out of blindness into sight, leading them out of the old covenant into the new. And I just want to close here by asking you, do you feel like a sheep? I mean, one of the things about sheep that I learned all over again is that sheep are very timid. They're afraid. Storms scare scare them. They'll scatter in a storm. And they become vulnerable in a storm. Are you afraid of life? What it can throw at you? What's going to happen next? I'm not asking you if you're a Christian. I'm asking you, do you give evidence of being a chosen one of God whom Jesus has come to save? Do you feel that Jesus is your true security and safety? And that really... You would give up religious structures and paradigms and titles and systems just to know Jesus himself. Do you believe that Jesus loves you, that he's the good shepherd, that he will give his life for you and defend you to his death? And like in Luke 15, that he will not let one single one of you perish He will pursue you with a passion and and then he will put you on his shoulders and he will return you. Not, if you read Luke 15, he doesn't take you back to the enclosure in Luke 15. He pursues the sheep. He doesn't take them back to, to the fold. Where does he take them? Luke 15. He goes and finds the one sheep that was lost. Where does he take them? To his home. Look at that in Luke 15. It's amazing. Here's a shepherd. He said, no, we're not going back there. I'm taking you home. What a shepherd. Do you feel that he has sought you out and would not let you go? These are evidences of being a sheep. Have you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ? Don't say, well, I don't know if I'm chosen or not. I don't know if I'm one of his sheep. Maybe I'm like the Pharisees and I don't even like Jesus. Let me ask you this. Are you willing to believe in the death and resurrection, ascension, and soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ? Because that is the evidence of a sheep. All right.
Mothers, God bless you. May you have a great day. Know that you have a shepherd that will pursue your children. Every sheep, they'll hear his voice and they'll come and they'll follow. Let's pray. Father, thank you today, most of all, for this unspeakable Savior and Messiah who has come. And may praises continue in this place to Him and to you, O God, who knows and has chosen and has given your people to the Son. We praise you today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.